Bitcoin. Welcome to another POW market update. My name is Ansel Leonard. This is Bitcoin and Markets. This is not investment advice, people. Do your own research. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the show. This is a show where we talk about the Bitcoin fundamentals. The only show like it out there. Only show that talks about the mining stuff, the, the futures volumes and um, all sorts of things and compare all of this stuff together and give you um, a foundation for understanding what's happening out there in Bitcoin. Um, lots is going on. Tons and tons of news to get to. A lot of um, opinion stuff, but also like, you know, this is uh, people are rehashing old arguments. So I've been doing this show for almost two years and and I'm going to rehash some of these old things that, you know, we have known. If you've been here for longer than six months, you know, some of these uh, things have happened the way they are. People are trying to rewrite history in certain ways now. So um, I'm going to rehash some of those things in the news section. But let's get on to the prices. So. Bitcoin has seen a nice little surge here, okay? Um, so last week we talked about uh, this price having a lot of resistance still overhead. We are pinched between on the daily charts. We're pinched between the 200 and the 50. Okay, the 50 is below the 200 uh, moving averages, and we're kind of pinched in that space. There's some other resistance being, um, you know, from different uh, technical analysis that you can look at. Um, but we are holding solid, really holding solid above this 9,000. And I am super impressed with the price. I do expect probably like maybe one more sell off because, you know, they always will try to run off some longs and force liquidations or hit stops before the price pumps again. So I, I, I heard a great quote from George Soros. Gosh, what was it? Um, I think it was in... in has to do with like government bonds or something. He's like, I'm looking at buying 300 million in government bonds. So first sell 50 million worth of government bonds. Um, and that's what they, that's what they do, right? They, they're good. They'll run out your longs, run out your stops, and then they'll, um, then they'll let it go up. So uh, I think that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I don't know. I'm just really impressed with the strong price. The fundamentals are incredibly strong and, um, you know, we, you can tell the market, at least I can kind of feel the market, uh, things are sinking in right now. Lots of news going on around the world uh, with Bitcoin, and it does feel like things are just sinking in a little bit for like that this is real <laughs> and this isn't going away. It's still, most people still will say the government's going to kill Bitcoin. The government can't kill Bitcoin. This Bitcoin is not going away, and, and that small fact is sinking in and imagine what's going to happen when that when that finally does sink into the world that bitcoin is not going away it's a good long-term investment oh my god anyways okay price bitstamp 9272 real quick the reason why i use bitstamp is because there's no margin and it is i think the oldest exchange out there right now the volume is much lower there um but you know without margin a lot of it is just spot trading so the volume is going to be lower um, so at 92.72, that makes one finny be about 93 cents. And a finny is the dollar size denomination. It's, it's four decimal places. Okay. Uh, 
And I think, I hope people talk in these smaller denominations, maybe bits, which is uh, six decimal places, or Satoshi, which is eight decimal places. Affinity falls right in the middle there at, at four. Okay, um, 200 day simple moving average for Bitcoin is 99.41. This is approaching 10,000. And some of these large institutional investors, I'm sure they look at the 200 day moving average. And as that crosses 10,000, that could be a signal for them to get in, right? Um, look, it's a round number. It's going to have similar resistance to other things that have round numbers. And since it's a 200 day moving average, it incorporates a lot of information into one one number so uh that's that's coming up very shortly that it will pass the ten thousand dollar uh price for the 200 moving average that uh, mayor multiple which is the price over the 200 day moving average we're still under one at 0.93 okay okex futures for their june contract 92.96 it's right on on par with the price uh, CME futures, their May contract now has all the open interest. It's rolled over from April because the April contract will close out. Well, it did. It already did close out, right? Uh, it closed out on Friday. So um, the May contract is sitting at 92.75 and the June contract 92.70. Um, there's still very low volume here. On my last show, I was talking about kind of the stories that the volume has been picking up. And last time it was at 2,200 contracts open interest. Now we're down at 2000 contracts, open interest again. Uh, we'll see how this works out. I mean, that could be a lot of end of the month closing, right? We just had a, a contract close. So maybe uh, throughout this week, we'll see this number pick up again. That would be very, very cool. Uh, but yeah, we're down back down to 2000 contracts. So that's, that's 10,000 Bitcoins because there's five Bitcoins per contract. I looked at the CBOE volumes because I, I was hearing, I saw a couple little rumors out there about the CBOE. And so I thought, hey, I better check their volume. I haven't done it in a while. Uh, they Their contracts are one Bitcoin each, and they are only have an open interest of uh, 1,889 contracts. So that's the same as the Bitcoin volume, which is very, very tiny compared. I mean, it's one-tenth, maybe, uh, well, close to one-fifth the size of CME's futures, but you know, it's, it's small, so it's not going to move the market. The rumors I heard specifically were about Gemini and adding Bcash because CBOE wants to add Bcash features. Um, I've only seen this one place. I don't see why they would do that because there's a lot of, uh, back and forth or disagreement in the market. It could, they could cannibalize each other, the two products. So I, I don't, uh, I don't see anybody wanting to add Bcash anytime soon. No one, I mean, they said they're not going to be adding Ethereum anytime soon. And Bcash is way more of a shit coin than Ethereum. I, I just don't see them them adding that. Okay, so let's go on to market size and transactions. Total market cap for Bitcoin is $157 billion. The global Bitcoin market cap that is including all the altcoins, $430 billion. That makes a maximalist price, which is the total divided by outstanding Bitcoins, $25,301. <clears throat> On-chain uh, transaction volume for the last 24 hours was uh, 1.1 million Bitcoins, which is about $10.8 billion. The average transaction value in that time was 6.34 Bitcoins, which is a little bit down. Both of those these last two numbers are slightly down, but the dollar value for the average transaction uh, is 
slightly up to $59,000. But, uh, you know, that's skewed a little bit due to the larger transaction. So the, the median transaction value um, during that time is 0 0.052 Bitcoins, which is just about $500, $480. The MVT ratio, the network value by transaction, um, it's... Again, I'll say this every time. Maybe I'll have to start cutting this off, uh, this this metric off. But people look at this for some reason. Um, it's at 150, the 28-day moving average on that. Uh, longs versus shorts. 26,500 longs to 22,600 shorts. That's a, that's a ratio of 1.17. This has been very solid. Um, very solid over the last week or two. And maybe this, you know, I'm trying to find like, an equilibrium type uh, ratio for this uh, or value for this ratio. So maybe that that is 1.2 or 1.25. I was thinking it was 1.5, um, but maybe it is 1.2. We'll have to see how this goes in the future. But this has, again, this has been very, um, very solid. Both these numbers have come down uh, over the last week uh, by about 3,000 contracts or so. Uh, so uh, the, the interest is going this is showing the interest is going down uh, if you look at just this metric. Um, so we'll see. I mean, this has been a sideways action, not a lot of volatility over the last week. All right, security and blockchain section here. Um, we have a difficulty, uh, estimated difficulty increase in a little over a week at 3%. Um, the last one uh, just happened a few days ago. It was a 4% increase. Before that, we had a 9% and a 1%. Um, let me take a look at fork.lol, guys, because then this shows you um, a comparison between Bcash and Bitcoin. Uh, let's see. Hash rate. The relative hash rate for Bcash is about 8% of the total. And uh, interesting enough that they're, the price is at 15%. So that's a huge gap. They were both at 14% the other day. Um, so 14% of the hash relative hash rate. Um, was on Bcash and the price was at 14% of the price. Now the price is stuck up there at 15%, uh, but the hash rate has dropped down to 8%. So, um, you know, this is these these things have to match. I, I've noticed this, that um, the security um, will be equal, right? So if the price is at 15%, the, the, the hash rate needs to be at 15%. This is a big signal to me that the hash rate's going down, so the price is probably going to come down to meet that and don't forget there's still uh, less than 150 transactions per block for bcash and uh, they're they're going to be increasing the block size to 32 megabytes for some odd reason i mean seriously the size of their blocks is like less than 100 kilobytes but they for some reason they want to go up to 32 megabytes i mean that that's that they're just asking to be spammed at that point Right. And maybe they have something up their sleeve, like they're going to spam their blocks full. I don't know. But this recent pump for Bcash, I didn't sweat it at all. I, it's just you got to fight for the truth out there. And so, um, you know, trying to fight with some of these people that, well, I'll get into it a little bit later, but um, you got to you got to stand up to this this FUD, the, these utter lies that are out there. Um, but I'll get into that. A little bit later. Okay, mining profitability for Bitcoin is at 54 cents per terahash per day. Blockchain size is 195 gigabytes. Mempool is down there on one megabyte. I mean, really, 
the the mempool's getting cleared almost a hundred percent on every block, and that's how it's going to be. I mean, people have been saying for a long time when we had all this backlog and this huge mempool and these high high fees, um, people were saying like myself that once Segwit gets in there, right, we can have bigger blocks. People will be using the block space more effectively, and that's what we see. We 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 see that it has taken up the slack, and now we have free uh, open space in in the in the blocks. The median on fee transaction is forty three cents for Bitcoin. Okay, that's it for security and blockchain. Let's move on to development. Bitcoin has thirty seven merged prs in the last seven days okay and let me see how many closed issues they have eight closed issues there's 42 proposed pull requests in the last 70 in the last seven days proposed let's for fun let's bring up bitcoin abc that is the bitcoin cash implementation and okay so they <laughs> Over the last seven days, they have zero pull requests merged and zero proposed and 16 closed issues. I mean, they're, they're working on the issues right now because of they have this, this fork coming up, but I'll extend it out to one month. So this is the, the, what's going on on, on Bcash, zero merged pull requests in a month, zero proposed pull requests and 28 closed issues. Now I, I've heard that they do their work different platform than, than on GitHub, but how do, how do developers propose pull requests? You know, um, obviously nobody is, uh, if you guys know where I can find this activity for them, uh, please let me know there, there's some rumblings in the Bcash camp about, uh, their developers not being happy. Um, uh, the Bitcoin unlimited group, that was a big part of this whole effort. They are getting very disenfranchised from what I hear. Um, no funding, but then they also, um, these other Bcash people will give funding to developers in the Philippines or something, right? Um, so I don't know what the deal is here, but uh, it's it's just the development cannot compare, okay? <laughs> no proposed pull requests. No, nobody's working on Bcash, period. Let's go on to Lightning. Okay, let's take a look at this. So we have 16 Bitcoins capacity. Um, that is up slightly. It slowed down, it seems, a little bit because it went. It was going about, you know, 25% increases in capacity every week. Um, and this one has slowed down. It is slightly above where it was, but um, it's still only at 16 Bitcoins for capacity. Channels, uh, there are 5,771 channels. That's up a little bit from last time. And nodes, 1,789 nodes. So that's about over 100 above where it was last time uh, on the last show. 3.22 channels per node. So that's still really good. I mean, <clears throat> that's the one metric that's down a little bit from the last show. But look, we're solid. We're solid. Lightning is, there's a ton of activity behind Lightning. A ton of excitement. I, I haven't seen... Uh, this much excitement since early, early Bitcoin. And I even wasn't even around, you know, 2009, 2010, but I've read all the posts. So um, they 
you know, there's, there's so much excitement going on with Bitcoin and that's what you feel with the lightning network now. And look, it took, you know, two, three years before Bitcoin came out and before it was ready to be more widely used and same is going to happen with lightning. Um, it is, it's going to take a year or two. It is brand new people. It's brand new. But the thing is that it uses Bitcoin. That is the most important thing here. Bitcoin has the network effects. Now it has lightning. Lightning is going to build on top of those network effects. All right, Google Trends. Okay, we've seen a very small uptick here on the 12-month chart. We are up to just slightly higher, 50. I mean, it's, it's relatively flat. Uh, let's take a look at the 30-day. 30-day is slightly down. I mean, very... It, both of these are are flat okay so that the google trends interest is flat we did not really see any sort of bump from this pump okay this is this a lagging indicator is this a leading indicator we don't know yet because the price has gone up three thousand dollars from the low at around 63 6400 but google trends has not uh, shown that so we're kind of wait i am waiting on a, a confirmation of this breakout from google trends and from the futures market that's those are the two things i'm kind of really watching right now let's get on to news stuff happening in the news guys this like i said at the beginning there's people trying to rehash old arguments rewrite history so i'm going to try to set some of the records straight here but let's get on to uh, just a few odds and ends vitalik called out craig s right i talked about that he called out craig s right at uh the satoshi vision conference the bcash conference that people thought was a joke now he's called out the consensus conference the conference itself um because you know He's mad of their coverage of Ethereum and, and things. And I'm mad at their coverage of Ethereum too because they cover it too damn much. They cover these uh, ERC-20 tokens. They cover all these, these uh, they don't have any, they don't apply critical thinking to their positions. They just say, look, oh my God, this blockchain can do this and this blockchain can do that. No, they can't. They don't do that. There was just a report from Bloomberg out that said something like the best performing ICOs don't have products. Yes, because once they produce a product, that it it wears off, like the magic wears off, and people realize, oh, well, maybe magical blockchain can't do this, right? Well, um, th that's I've been saying that for so long, but um, they they do do talk uh, consensus and and CoinDesk is run by CoinDesk. They talk too much about these um, uh, ERC twenty tokens and and blockchain magic. Uh, of course, they're owned by DCG and. Uh, that's Barry Silbert's company, which invests in all these blockchain magical companies. So obviously they're going to cover their own people. It's it's a very synergistic thing that Barry Silbert has going on over there. Um, my big problem, too, about this consensus conference is that um, that's where the SegWit2x came out of last year. 
and hearing some of their tactics that they used um, to get people to sign on to that um, and thinking that they were coming in and saving Bitcoin when really they were just driving a wedge into the community. They should have just come out of there with a SegWit, no 2x, just SegWit. Uh, and that would have been much better for the community. But anyway, and then they could have claimed. Then, then they would have some sort of rightful claim to saying, oh, we got SegWit activated. But now, since they put on that 2x and that failed utterly, people like myself have a legitimate, they're right. People like myself are right when they say that SegWit 2x did not activate SegWit. But if they would have come out of the conference with just a, let's get SegWit activated, then they would have had some sort of claim where they did it, right? They actually moved the needle. But at this point, they can't do that at all. Next story. Oh, uh, so... Vitalik, he's calling out these scammers, Craig Wright and Consensus. Let's let's call out some Ethereum scams, people. Let's Vitalik, where are you at, man? Call out some of these scams out there on Ethereum. They're they're total utter scams. They have no code and a billion dollar market cap. This is ridiculous. Call those people out. Next story is Binance in Bermuda. So um, Binance moved into Malta for their headquarters, but now they're going to do, um, they're going to have part of their business located in Bermuda. I, I didn't, uh, I can't remember off the top of my head what portion of their company, it might be like their out, outreach portion or something is going to be located in Bermuda, uh, but they're, they're investing like $15 million into their economy and uh, they had this great picture with uh, the CEO with shorts and, and a suit coat on in the, at this big photo op. It was pretty awesome. Bermuda shorts. So anyways, that was pretty cool. Um, Binance, this, I, I listened to the Block Digest episode, this very last one, and they talked in depth about this situation. But it is, it does seem like um, a lot of these smaller governments are going to start courting Bitcoin. Uh, they're going to start courting these these companies and their laws are going to follow that up, right? Their laws, because this story says that they're going to be basically letting Binance uh, write the laws for their country uh, for these cryptocurrencies. So, you know, we see this, we talked about this for a long time, that these smaller countries have this huge incentive to get Bitcoin into their borders. And um, this is a great example, Malta, Bermuda, these small island nations, um, they are leading the charge here. Okay, next story, NASDAQ to trade Bitcoin. This, it's only, it hasn't been confirmed. Uh, well, the one lady, I think she might be the CEO of NASDAQ. She did say that they're open to it. Um, but there's been a lot of rumors circulating about dates and, and times and um, when this is coming, um, how, wh what are they going to offer for trading, etc. So I don't know if the October date is real. It sounds logical, but it also sounds pretty fast at this point. So um, I don't know. It could this could be a huge symbol of turnaround in the market, and it's just huge. It's it's actually absolutely huge news, and I look forward to when that happens. Now let's get into some of this stuff here. So first off, I've noticed uh, miners. I've noticed this fallacy come back up that miners run the network, and we solved this right. We we proved during. Segwit2x and the user-activated soft fork that miners do not run Bitcoin. Miners can run other coins. They do run Bcash. Miners do run Bcash. Uh, it's centralized, 
mining, centralized ownership of tokens, centralized everything there on Bcash side. And miners do run Bcash, but you have to abdicate to do that. Nodes run the network. That This is a peer-to-peer -peer network, and the, the unit on a peer-to-peer -peer network is a node. Nodes run the network. Um, but I've seen this fallacy coming up more and more. There's an effort to change history, right? Like, oh, miners up to, we, we forked off because of the intransigent, intransigent, <laughs> why can't I say that word? The intransigent, whatever. Uh, they, they forked off because there was a small group of users that didn't want to comply. So the miners did the rightful thing and they, they showed that they are in charge by splitting off with Bcash. That is the narrative. But of course, that's not the case. Miners threw a hissy fit. Bitcoin remains. 21 million bitcoin remains here the nodes run the network users give the coins value miners chase the coins that's how this works um, the base economic actions come from nodes miners order and protect from double spending they order transactions and protect from double spending and they build proof of work that keeps the history immutable but that's it miners were very clearly told what to do during 2x and the user activated software. This is 100% empirical evidence that miners do not run the network. Ah, okay, this leads into another topic here, which is, I kind of touched on with the 21 million. So w defining Bitcoin, there's there's this Bitcoin.com um, lawsuit out there uh, that their Bitcoin.com was selling Bcash as Bitcoin. Of course, they had the same ticker. They had the BCH ticker. So it was Bitcoin BCH. And there was a huge uproar about it. Um, and some people were saying this is open fraud. And, and so 600 or hundreds of people have joined this class action lawsuit against Bitcoin.com. We'll see where that leads. I'm guessing it's going to lead nowhere. But um, we, we shall see. I don't think Roger Ver is scared of it in the least. Um, but this brings up the question of defining Bitcoin. How do you define Bitcoin? What is Bitcoin? Because <clears throat> a lot of people out there say you can't define Bitcoin. It's really hard to define Bitcoin, which it is. And you debate people that want to pull you down into the weeds, but you got to step back. You got to look from the big picture. So here we go. Um, we start with the fact that there's 21 million Bitcoins. And Mr. Hoddle does have a good point here that the white paper does not have that limit. So Bcash is probably going to try to raise the limit to have infinite inflation. But um, that limit is not in the white paper, except when it launched, it had 21 million as the limit, the original code and all this. So Bitcoin, that's a fact. It has 21 million Bitcoins. Forking does not create more Bitcoin. Forking creates all coins. There can only be 21 million. And that's easily seen because, um, if you try to send Bcash to my Bitcoin wallet, it won't work. There are 21 million Bitcoins. Um, we have an incentive to make there be, or to, to say there's one Bitcoin. Why? Because it's a supply issue, right? Saying that both sides of the fork are Bitcoin would mean there's an infinite number of Bitcoin and not 21 million, which would put the value way down to the floor. So users and investors, even Bcash people that got their forked coins, they have an incentive to call one or the other Bitcoin. You can't have two Bitcoins. You can't have 42 million Bitcoins. Um, but here's the kicker. 
if Bcash is Bitcoin, it opens the door to all of the forks claiming to be Bitcoin. And there goes your supply limit. So if Bitcoin is Bitcoin, then the 21 million is safe. If Bcash is Bitcoin, the 21 million is not safe anymore. Users are incented to decide on one of the forks through consensus. That's how we make decisions here on Bitcoin is through consensus. This is similar to how money itself is selected in an economy, right? No one's sitting there saying you shall use X commodity. Well, yeah, they say that with fiat, <laughs> but real money that's picked by the market. Nobody comes in and says you shall use X. If they did, they would look silly because then something else would be used and they couldn't stop it. And yada, yada, yada. So the market um, decides on what is money through a consensus, an unconscious global consensus that happens in the market. It's not out of the question for a fork to become Bitcoin if consensus is achieved. Like in a bug, if there was a bug that needed to be forked out or fixed, patched, whatever, with a hard fork, and we hard forked, that hard fork would become Bitcoin because there would be social consensus over that. Um, also, another point, if I'm running a Bitcoin, if I'm running Bitcoin software yesterday, uh, the blocks I see tomorrow are Bitcoin blocks. If there's a bug, I would upgrade my node to, to fix the bug. But short of a bug, right, there, there's not going to be uh, any hard fork for Bitcoin. Consensus would move naturally if that were the case. But, um, you know, consensus stays with the original chain, just like this is game theory here, people. The shelling point. Um, we have an equilibrium. We'll stay in the equilibrium until, uh, you know, there's a very big thing that makes us move. But then everybody will move, and the consensus will be that somebody, something else is Bitcoin. A minority can't fork off and then say they're Bitcoin. You know, like, by definition, they didn't reach consensus, so they forked off. And so then they try to claim that that is now consensus. <laughs> well, yeah, they have consensus on their little minority chain, but they don't have consensus overall. Bitcoin is Bitcoin, okay? Um, consensus is very hard to change, and people get so frustrated with this. People get so frustrated that, you know, consensus... Um, uh, for upgrades that everyone has to agree and, and yada, yada, yada. It's very, very hard. But of course, that's what protects Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is consensus. JW, I did my interview with him. He says Bitcoin is a mission. I like that definition. It works well. Um, I say Bitcoin is consensus. You know, it is the shelling point itself. And if we move as, as a whole network and consensus changes, then that is what Bitcoin is. Bitcoin is what is considered Bitcoin by the consensus of people. It's a social consensus. All right. Um, last thing I have here is Vortex and his lightning debate. I watched this and thought it was good uh, because it uh, filled. <laughs> I'm reading my notes here. I thought it was good because it filled me with anxiety, right? Listening to Paul Pui talk about alt, uh, lightning as an altcoin. But calling lightning bitcoins altcoins is just lazy. They are different bitcoins. But they're still part of the 21 million limit, like I said. Um, the UI UX is evolving and at a very basic stage. It's just lazy to call it an altcoin. Um, come up with a new term because it's definitely not an altcoin. Call Lightning Fast Bitcoin or Freed Bitcoin. You know, use some sort of creativity to, to come up with a name. We are Bitcoin's immune system and we're going to protect it. So uh, Paul Pui, he says he doesn't like Twitter. Uh, but chose to go on there and call out uh, Lightning as an altcoin. I mean, how, how? what makes you think 
Like, I don't like Twitter is very, um, you know, uh, there's lots of conflict on Twitter. Let me go and stir the pot. You know, that's, that's what he's saying here. Um, lightning is not an altcoin. Instead of saying something unique or engaging, he criticizes, um, why everyone so mean his idea that he thinks is so innocent, uh, is he basically said the UI is bad. This UI, there's no excuse. It should be built hundred percent. By now we should know these big questions to big or big answers to big questions. Um, don't forget. He wants us to be nice and give altcoins who barely have a functioning blockchain and only a few devs the benefit of the doubt, but he won't give Lightning the benefit of the doubt. That, that's, that's my tirade about that. Um, Lightning is not an altcoin. It's special Bitcoin. And, um, you know, that's all you can say. All right, guys, that's enough for my rant for the day. Thank you for joining me. My name is Ansel Lindner. This is Bitcoin and Markets. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets. Thank you to all my patrons out there that support the show. Um, you know, I have a series that just releases on Patreon. So if you want some extra content, you know, some talk about Bitcoin, um, free talk, free stream of consciousness stuff over there, um, go to patreon.com forward slash Bitcoin and Markets and support the show. And you're supporting real strong, independent Bitcoin media. So thank you, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening.